0: Have you ever considered the impact your work environment has on your health and your productivity? Enter Uplift Desk, a revolutionary standing desk designed to transform the way you work. And that's just the beginning of what Uplift Desk has to offer. With an emphasis on ergonomics and customization, Uplift Desk offers a solution that caters to the dynamic needs of modern professionals. Whether you're coding, designing, or podcasting. Like i am right now the flexibility to switch between sitting and standing can significantly enhance your focus and vitality what makes uplift desk stand out is not just their commitment to quality and innovation but also their dedication to creating a healthier workspace with options to customize from over a hundred desktop materials and a plethora of accessories uplift desk ensures that your work setup is uniquely yours promoting better posture and movement throughout the day and here's an offer to get you started on a healthier work journey starting today go to upliftdesk.com timecrafting for five percent off your order that's up slash desk.com timecrafting to get five percent off your entire order your health your productivity, your future self will thank you. Again, that's upliftdesk.com slash timecrafting and get 5% off your entire order today. Have you ever had that heart-stopping moment when you realized you forgot the password to a critical account? I have, and that's exactly why I switched to 1Password years ago, and honestly, it's been a game changer. I can't do without 1Password, And I know that if you give it a try, you will feel the same way. And when you support our sponsors, then you support the show. So I encourage you to check out what 1Password has to offer. One of the things 1Password has to offer is it combines top tier security with an award winning design, making password management a breeze for anyone, anywhere. From the moment I started using 1Password, I said goodbye to the days of resetting passwords and worrying about security breaches. You see one password isn't just about convenience it's about saving you from the real cost of data breaches and the daily time suck of password resets it works seamlessly across all your devices filling in passwords for you so that you can sign in with a click and the best part all you need to do is remember one strong password that protects everything else I've been using 1Password for as long as I can remember. My family is using it. Everyone in this household has bought in. It's again, a game changer. It's completely transformed how I handle my digital security and my family feels the same way. We've gotten away from using the same passwords again and again and again, or sticky note reminders, or having that notebook that says, Passwords I must remember. Plus, 1Password is trusted by millions, including giants like IBM and Slack. With 1Password, my digital life and my family's digital life is not only more secure, but infinitely simpler. And look, if you've ever been frustrated by a family member constantly asking for passwords, 1Password's secure sharing has been a total relationship saver for me. It's so secure that the Associated Press relies on it That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Again, onepassword.com slash productive convo. Check out one password. I know you'll fall in love with it like my whole family has. Again, that's onepassword.com slash productive convo for two free weeks. Check it out today. Bill Simon is back with me. Uh, If you've not listened to my uh, episodes with him regarding his book, Slack for Dummies or Zoom for Dummies, you should go to listen to those. Those links are in the show notes. I've mentioned at the end of the Zoom for Dummies episode, which you should have listened to by now, but again, if not, you know where to go, um, that I want to talk to him about a very specific email service platform tool that has come out that's kind of been getting a lot of notice as of this recording and even the weeks leading up to it. Uh, And... Right before we hit record, he's like, do you want to talk about it off the record? I'm like, no, no, no. Let's go on the record with this. So it's Hey, Hey Hey.com. It's made by the company uh, Basecamp, uh, formerly known as 37 Signals, but they've gone on a Basecamp. Uh, Jason and David, you know, DHH, Jason Fried, however you want to. They put this thing together. You've tried it, right? Uh, Did you buy it or did you just try it? I...
1: Tried it for two weeks. I liked it. I'm not ready to go down that road yet, and we could talk about why. Okay. But I thought it was big and bold, and when they announced a business plan, so instead of phil.simon at hey.com, I'm phil at philsimon.com. Right. I would absolutely consider it, but what did you think of it?
0: I tried it for two weeks, and I bought it. So I have Mike Vardy at hey.com, um, and I don't mind that email going out there, because I can screen it. So that's the, that's the one of the So the compelling things for me, and by the way, we talked about this in the Zoom episode as well, is that third-party developers push the big companies to make changes. And I was talking to somebody about this off the record. And I said, the thing that I think Google, Microsoft will steal is the focus and reply feature where you've got email that you're looking at on the one pane and then right next to it, is the reply and you can, it just scrolls up like this. So you don't have to scroll up to look at it and get it like it's right side by side. I can see that being a feature they, they, they take, I don't think the screener will be taken by any of these because one of the reasons, Hey exists is that whole privacy, that, that, um, that idea of of pixel tracking and things like that. And my wife, I showed her an email from somebody who we both know. And she said, how did that person know that you opened the email? And I'm like, because it's it's trackable in the email marketing software. And she said, I find that kind of creepy. And I said, the thing is, you could do that without sounding creepy. You could say, well, I know they've opened it. I'm not going to say I saw you open the email. They could find another way to message it. But the fact that it was put out that way, she's like, ugh. So I think there's a place for it, but it's very bold. You're right. Right.
1: And nothing necessarily untoward if you use constant contact or Mailchimp, right? I mean, how do you? I use
0: ConvertKit. Like we use these because we want to know so we can. I mean, we were running businesses here. I get it, but yes. Right.
1: No, I um, I liked the whitelist, right? Yep. How I don't know you, right? By default, I won't see it. I liked this notion of receipts and then the feed thing, which is almost like an RSS yep. reader slash social feed. So they were bold. I don't know if you watched the 25 or 30 minute um, explainer video with Jason Preet.
0: Yep, and I've listened to the, they've got the rework podcast, which I'll listen to in the show notes. They've done a whole series on it there. I mean, yeah, they've they've gone and they're putting all their chips in because they're also going after Apple as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Apple. Well, oh, yeah, stuff. That whole
1: thing was really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, only because I would be so difficult, like right, the switching costs of going into, I think in Dashlane, I've got 500 passwords saved and some of them are my personal Gmail. Some of mm-hmm. them are Phil at Phil Simon. Um, but no, I, I very much liked it. The um, vision is very bold, right? They weren't doing things around the edges. And there was a bit of a learning curve, but it made sense, right? It was intuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, the, the business side, though, is, is probably a, a deal breaker. But I, I like the fact that it doesn't, that one of the things that annoys me about email is that it's, it's anyone could put at the top of your to do list, something.
0: Yeah.
1: It's always the FOMO type thing. Whereas here it's, all right, well, these are the people I've approved and once I've approved it. So, um, I yeah, I, I hadn't seen anything like it. And at first it would be a little jarring mm-hmm. because someone who spent so long in a traditional inbox. But you know, over the course of my life, has email really changed all that
0: much? No, and probably you, not. Have you ever looked into fasting and thought, I love the benefits, but I can't go days without eating? Well, that's where Prolon comes in, transforming the fasting experience with a plant-based nutrition program that tricks your cells into thinking they're fasting without actually having to stop eating. CrashPlan is the superhero of cloud-based data protection. Specifically designed for people like us who live and breathe their digital creations, CrashPlan ensures that every file, every idea, and every piece of hard work is safely backed up and protected. With CrashPlan Professional, you get unlimited backup for your computers, not servers or cloud apps, just pure essential data protection for PC, Mac, and Linux. This means your business plans, designs, music, and documents are continuously encrypted and updated in their secure cloud without you lifting a finger. Imagine this, your laptop takes a dive during a late night work session. With CrashPlan, it's not a disaster, it's just a minor hiccup. Their service runs quietly in the background, safeguarding every change you make every 15 minutes. And if the worst happens, your files are just a few clicks away from being restored with unlimited version retention acting as your personal time machine. For businesses, CrashPlan's multi-tenant capabilities are a game-changer. Buy as many licenses as you need, manage them with ease, and let your team or your IT admin restore data seamlessly, saving precious time and resources. So go to CrashPlan.com slash TimeCrafting now to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited buy-one-get-one offers for a productive conversation listeners. That's CrashPlan.com slash TimeCrafting. Back up better with CrashPlan. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account. It can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. No, and we've seen email at like Superhuman as an example. But then we saw like there was an article and I'll find it. I'll find it see if I can put it in the show notes. But the idea of like Superhuman had the the, the privacy issue that came up. And I remember reading an article about that. I'm like, whoa. And peop- the, the, I think the biggest barrier for most people to use Hey.com is it costs money. Like people don't want to pay. 150 a year? It's 99 bucks a year. 99 a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, the only way you can lock in your email address is if you pay the 99, which is why I did it. But I also know that they are going to have listened. They're going to roll out domains and stuff like that, which is going to be great. So that way, I right?
1: Go, but well, because right now you wouldn't have the multiple accounts. Whereas in Gmail, right, yes. I might have four different ones. Or when I left ASU, I can then have fill fill that at ASU in my normal Gmail. I don't have to go with. Hey, I actually had to go to a separate email app. Yes. But I still had Gmail and I still had um, Outlook. I switched over from Google Apps to um, Microsoft uh, right. 365 or Live, whatever the hell you're calling it. So I didn't like having everything fragmented.
0: Once mm-hmm. I can get – because if I'm not mistaken –
1: you Multiple think, accounts, you, you, you wouldn't have to pay 99 bucks per no, account. No, you year. wouldn't.
0: No, no. It's just for right. the, yeah. Because what's interesting is that a lot of people are like, oh, so it's an email app. I'm like, no, it's more than that. It's like an entire platform. It's like the service plus the, I mean, they're, they're running it from pillar to post, mainly for the privacy component. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you listen to the interviews and stuff, it's really fascinating because this is not something that, uh, most companies would take on they're like we don't need to fix email email is not broken email is very broken we had this conversation about and it's because by and large again um i just mentioned off the top i can give you my email address out there and then if i see an email from somebody i don't like i can just say no and it's gone like the spam filter like all that stuff is it but it is a, it is a learning curve um I think that the other thing is, is I use Front for my main email applications. I use Front, doc, which I love, um, because what I can do is I can assign emails to members of my team. So if they come into my email address, I can go, oh, you who runs the admin stuff, you can handle this. And I have separate email accounts for like podcast at ProductivityS.com. So I can see all those. But where Hay fits in for me is that's the one where it's going to be like your, like either my personal account or my like professional account for like I give you that email address, for example. So okay. I wouldn't necessarily give you mike at productivityist.com because it's so I mean, I get so much stuff in that email account now that's like I have to it's it's a chore to filter through to a degree, right? You know what I mean? Sure. Whereas well, what
1: did you think about annotating emails or editing emails or attaching
0: oh the I love the all kind of like Slack, the all images or all yeah. attachments That was cool. I really thought that they they've put a I mean, Basecamp is UI that what they build is is really nice, but it takes, I mean, that's why I don't use Basecamp. It's just, it's such a different workflow that I, my brain had a hard time wrapping around it. But I will say, and this is what's fascinating, is once somebody makes something that is really compelling and interesting to me, like a developer, I'll look at the other stuff they've made. So I'll go, mm-hmm. okay, maybe, may, I like, hey, maybe I should give Basecamp another look, right? You know what I mean? Like, so when it, it, it's a real bold move, I don't, I mean, I think that, I don't know how long, Jason, they have plans to, like, keep it going. Like, they must have a, okay, we're going to let this go. We're going to keep this running for X. Because they've been known to, like, I mean, high-rise, campfire. I mean, they've right. had businesses that they've either closed down or sold off. So it's going to be interesting to see the integrations. But if there's a development team that I trust and that will do, it's it's these guys.
1: Well, they were definitely fighting the good fight against Apple. And yes. I, I, I predicted it—not that great at predictions—but you could tell right before WWDC four or five weeks ago that Apple would want to settle it because you don't want this high-profile controversy ahead of a developer.
0: Yeah, and they're and they're one of the largest third-party developers. They're completely boot. They don't have it's their money, and they said we're going to go. And they had and I remember listening to an episode with, um, it was uh, mixer Andrew Warner talking to him uh, to to Jason Freed, and and it was basically like. There's third-party developers that would love to take on the App Store and say, hey, look, you know, I can't get my app out there. We have to give you a cut. But you're not really – and ba- Basecamp was like, no. So he actually – when Jason walks through, he goes, if you want to use Hey on your phone and we have to pull it from the App Store, here's how you do it. You, you go – and we all know how – you go to the Safari screen, you hit, you make it, add to home screen, and then you've got the log. So they said, we made a mobile app, a mobile version, a web mobile version. So if that's what you have to use, then that's what you have to use. But we are not giving – apple any money and i'm like that so yeah taking on that fight was a was a big step and it also frankly it garnered them some attention with with Hey, i mean they it it, it gave them so yeah as the community the reason i want to talk about this is because you're for your forte is communications and to me the way that they're kind of not just reinventing but almost reinvigorating the conversation around email i think is fascinating to me
1: yeah i think whether it's slack or zoom or Hey, it's great to see that kind of innovation because i just I, I, I see an inbox that never ends kind of like the matrix and people using it as a to-do list. And, and I was listening to an interview with Stuart Butterfield, CEO of Slack. who talked about it a 2000 person company. They have licenses for something like 560 different apps or software services You go. That's an insane ratio. So I, I get the need for people to say, I want to do everything in one tool. And we were talking about this on the zoom for dummies podcast. I'm old enough to remember where you basically were either best of breed Or enterprise wide, but now with APIs and SDKs, you can actually in webhooks, you can make these things talk to each other. So you can almost have the best of both worlds. I can use Gmail and shoot something over to Slack, or I can use Gmail and create a a quick task in Todoist.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly, and and the interesting thing is that I am certain that based on Basecamp's uh, propensity to be friendly with developers, that you're going to see some of those things kind of happen as well. I don't know how that's going to look yet, but. I'm very curious, and that to me is worth, I mean, when I saw it, and again, I've been using it sporadically. I was using Haven sporadically because I was still trying to figure out, okay, what email do, address do I want to forward here? Like, which is the one that I want to you know, uh, have so that I'm checking it regularly? Because that's the other thing, when you're adopting a new tool, I don't care what it is, you need to be in it. You need to be able to go, okay, I'm gonna look at this for, I'm gonna spend about a half hour in this thing a day just to get a sense of it. Otherwise you're wasting the free trial.
1: Speaking of which, I love that feature they put in. And and you could do this with Outlook a million years ago, but if subject contains urgent, then forward it to uh, my phone as a text. Right. So I could say, Mike is really important, right? I don't need a note or a notification from 99% of people. But if it's Mike emailing me, and I could argue whether you should be emailing me together if it's truly urgent, but for Mike, I want that notification. So I like the granularity of that. I can say, you're important. You warrant my picking up my phone and doing something now versus if it's from the New York Times and it's a newsletter. Okay, I want to read it, but do I really re- need to read it right now?
0: Do you think that what these guys are doing is going to fundamentally change email or do you think it's do you think it's a blip on the radar? Like I'm just curious because well, people are stubborn. Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, why is it that people will, I mean, I'm sure you deal with this, right? With some of your coaching clients. Why do I need to use Todoist and front for email and hey, and da, 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 when I have my system of working? Now with younger folks, yeah. in fact, one of the guys who recommended is a former student of mine who's 24, 25, and he develops apps and he knows Ruby on Rails really well and yeah. he loves tech, right? So for him, oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But if you're early to mid forties or God forbid a bit later, I mean, let me ask you this. When we talked about this on the Zoom podcast, Zoom blew up because it was simple. Plus, think about this. I know that in email, forget what Gmail is doing now with Meets, right? How they're- Yeah, the,
0: and the new thing that they're doing with which we touched on in the last episode. Right, right, right.
1: Um, I, so I have a theory. Slack requires a fundamentally changing how you work. It's right. channel-based, right? It's not email-based. Whereas Zoom, oh, meetings. Okay, well, I can't do that in Outlook. So I think with younger folks, they'd be open to it. But if they're paying for it and they got college debt, I old habits die hard, even though there may be some benefit. Is it that much better that people a will pay for it now, if they value privacy in Europe or in Canada, Yeah,
0: that's the thing. And so to me, um, people are going to go like my argument always when paying for a tool is like to do is a great example. It's what like 30 bucks a year, like, Oh, why I just have a free app. I'm like, but the free app doesn't have this and this and this. Yeah, but it's free. Okay. But when you break down $30 over, 12 months, I mean, 60 cents
1: a week. Yeah, exactly. So eight cents a day. It doesn't make you eight cents a day
0: more productive. And so the same thing with, Hey, it's 99 bucks a year. People are like, Oh, but yeah, but I have Gmail and it's free. I'm like, yeah, but what's the cost of your privacy? What's the cost of you going through every email going, ugh, I hate this one. I hate this one. Like you have to, it's people have real problems with what, what, what I've read this article by Farnham street, Shane Parishow second order thinking they think about things right up front. Like, this idea of well it's free so why should i yeah but what is the underlying cost the time you're spending filtering through emails the privacy issues that you're going to be giving up and honestly if email is the thing that you use and actually when I, I told you uh in the last episode how google suite is innovating and and one of the things is i start my day in email okay so if you start your day in email that means you're using it every single day it's one of the most valuable things that you're using so again, you take that $99 a year and you divide it by 12, like you're paying more for for uh, for Netflix <laughs> per year, right? You're you're paying more for, for things you're right. not using every well, single day. Let me make band. another
1: argument, and this isn't specific to Hay, but just pick an email service, right? If, if Yahoo or Hotmail is still accepting them. Fastmail, any the fact of them. That yeah. Yeah. Sorry?
0: Fastmail, but Fastmail you got to pay for. So that's not a good example. Okay. But Yahoo, cool. Hotmail, all those.
1: You and I probably get every day, you know, five to ten, maybe more, link requests, sharing, all that yes. crap. And and your information's out there. Gets put. You can make the argument that, irrespective of the quality of Hey, and I, I do like their take on it, even though I'm not ready to go down the aisle yet because of the business aspect and having to check multiple email applications. Just having a new email address, forget one that actually has a whitelist and privacy tracking. Just having, in theory, right, Phil at Hey.com is going to make it harder for people. Of course, now that I said it. Um, to, to send me that kind of crap. But the fact that even if they have the email address, I'm not going to see it because it hasn't been pre approved. Right. And again, there are whitelist tools that are out there, but they're almost, to your point, either third party apps or band aids. Whereas the folks at um, Basecamp said, we're going to build this in from the ground floor. So, you know, bold, I'm not ready yet, but I liked what I saw. And it wasn't that much of a learning curve. You watch a video, you figure it out. Right. Because if you think about an inbox for everything, when it's a you know a receipt or a newsletter or an actual email with an attachment. Um, so it, it, I think they kind of took a page from Slack or, or Zoom and being able to see the attachments all at once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love the idea that I can attach a note. I, mean, I wouldn't even have to go to a it. Yep. Right. I yep. can put in my or Mike made a mistake here or I wanted to just make a little note there. So. I, they, it's probably the boldest attempt at redefining email since I think Gmail, remember? Cause that, yeah. Well, that, and
0: that's just it. I think it's since and what, as we are talking, the thing that makes me, I'm about to go on vacation as we're recording this, I could literally make that. Okay. When I'm on vacation, like that email is the only one I check. If I forwarded things that like I can, that's an opportunity because I'm not going to go into my main email app, like front and see like, Oh my God, look at all. I can go, these are the important emails that I should be getting. These are the only ones. I can start to use so. Again, like you know how we put on auto responders and things like that. But if you've got like uh, uh, people that you want, definitely want to be able to get in touch with you, like at any given time, you're like, "Hey, this is no pun intended. <laughs> hey, here's my email address that could actually, you know, that you may want to use."
1: So think about this, and and you seem like the kind of guy who uses. But do you use Slack or Zoom?
0: I, oh, I use both. Yeah.
1: Okay but for your team, the people who I use
0: Slack for uh, communicating within my team because they all want to use different task management tools. So we talked about this last episode too, like trying to get everybody to go with what you want to use tool wise doesn't necessarily work, but, and I use zoom for my, for right now, I use zoom for coaching calls and things like that.
1: Okay. So think about this. If you're on vacation and you tell your team, you set your Slack status, you post at channel, Mm -hmm. right? I'm on vacation unless it's urgent. So that would obviate the need for you in, hey, to do a lot of forwarding because you use different tools for different purposes. You still want emails. Hey, Mike, I want to buy a bunch of copies of your new book. I want you for a webinar. I have a sponsorship opportunity, right? That doesn't change. But once you have that that team, or if you're dealing with someone on a regular basis, why are you sending a bunch of emails? So things, I guess, will get uh, fractured a little bit and you won't see us using just the one tool. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, though, that those tools have to stand alone because as we said, with APIs, Right. I can have, you know, I have a Slack app app for zoom and a zoom app
0: for Slack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This has been great. I wanted to have this conversation with you because it came top of mind as we were wrapping up the zoom episode, Uh, where can people, uh, if they haven't already listened to these other episodes, which they should, where can people keep up with you and your work? Phil simon.com baby. Hey Hey. now. (laughs) Thanks so much for uh, taking the extra time to stick around. Phil really appreciate it.